The Funk Rocket Show is sponsored by Epic Merch Store, an amazing website supporting the worldwide funk rock scene where you can find tons of merch for bands like Good Riddance, Dead by Stereo, Much the Same, Kool-Aid, Friends on Rum, Useless ID, Voodoo Glow Skulls, and a lot of smaller bands that you need to discover. They've also recently added some official Tony Slime merch. You can find t-shirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, and kids merch with exclusive designs, all with a flat rate shipping cost, which is very great. So if you're addicted to band merch like I am, go to epicmerchstore.com. Hello beautiful punk rock humans, welcome to the Punk Rocket Show episode 54. I'm your host, my name is Emily, and I'm a passionate punk rocker from Quebec City in Canada. So pardon my French. <laughs> On today's episode, my guest is Selena of the ska band Bite Me Bambi. She's fantastic. You're gonna hear their latest single, Video Games, and Selena is making a recommendation for the band Pantheon Rococo. I also make a recommendation for the band Taking On Water from California. The show is starting now. I hope you're gonna have a good moment with me today. Hello, hello, my friends. How are you? Did you have a great week since the last episode? I did. Oh my God, I'm very tired right now <laughs> because I only slept for four hours last night. Um, to be more precise, I slept three hours and 49 minutes according to my health watch. <laughs> Because I played a show yesterday, a ska show, and it was amazing. So I played an acoustic set with my band Fifty Shades of Punk Rock or Fifty Shades of Ska <laughs> for the occasion. And we invited our friend Stephanie for some trumpets in five songs. And we opened for the bands Downtown Fiasco from Montreal and Late Night Munchies from Quebec City. They are two very, very great ska bands. I love them so much. I skanked so much all night. <laughs> Smiling, sweating, dancing. Wow. So I'm happy to be tired today because it's totally worth it. I'm recording this episode on April 2nd. It's Saturday and tomorrow I'm gonna watch Circle Jerks in 7 seconds. I'm very excited about that. I'll probably see a lot of old punks there, huh? Oh, honestly, I can't wait. So today I'm having a very relaxing and podcasting day. I love those Saturdays, for real. And yeah, yesterday was April Fool Joke Day, April 1st. And oh, I, I really loved <laughs> all the jokes I saw on internet. I really loved all the Operation Ivy jokes, like some reunion tours or whatever. Travis Barker being on a re-edition re album. <laughs> That was really funny. I also really like the joke on punknews.org saying they're going to make an NFT. <laughs> that was really great. Also, Mabel Syndrome made me laugh a lot with their joke of having MGK on the podcast talking about how not to be a poser. <laughs> that Wow. And I also made a joke myself by posting a Nickelback piano vocal cover. <laughs> saying I was starting a Nickelback tribute. <laughs> and on the video, I was wearing a um, Craig's Brother shirt that I got from Epic Merch Tour. And I said that my tribute project to Nickelback would be called Chad's Brother. <laughs> uh, it's not that funny. I'm aware of this. <laughs> 
And before we start the episode, I just wanted to tell you that I saw that Epitaph Records released a compilation album on Bandcamp to help Ukraine. So you can find an unreleased song by Millen Collin and other songs from Trice, Bad Religion, Pennywise, The Menzingers, Rancid, The Interrupters, Converge and many more. And all the proceeds uh, for the album will be given to Doctors Without Borders. I love that. I really like when punks are involved in some great and important causes. Cause, causes? Causes? So before we talk about ska and listen to some ska music, let's listen to a non-ska band. Revolvementation. Today I want to talk to you about the band Taking On Water. It's a melodic punk band from San Diego that I discovered recently. They are super good. They were formed in 2019 and they are four punk rock dads who love to hang out together. <laughs> I really love their latest album, Dad's Gone Mild. <laughs> I think they are very good with um, vocal melodies, music transitions and general energy. I love the pop-punk influences too. So let's listen to their song Radio. And by the way, they have a lot of merch on Epic Merch Store.
And now it's time to listen to the interview I made with Talina of the band Bite Me Bambi. She is a very talented singer. She's a great person. I love her vibe so much. She has a very positive energy. We talked about her first influences, the ska scene in Orange County in California. Um, we talked also about when she used to be an actress. We talked about her lyrics and, oh, wow, and many other things. That was a very fun conversation. During the interview, you're going to hear the new Bite Me Bambi song, Video Games. And Talina also recommend the band Pantheon Rococo that I absolutely didn't know about <laughs> until now. Um, and you're going to hear the song Vivir Así Es Morir de Amor. Enjoy! Yeah, it's like I got a... Oh, wait, can I hear... Can you hear me? Sorry, I feel like... Yes, it's, it's totally perfect. It's oh, okay. No, I, I, okay. I, I don't hear any feedback. Okay, perfect. Sorry. You're okay? Um, no, so I just got a dog a couple weeks ago. Oh! Uh, we rescued her, but oh. she gets up at 6.30 no matter what. So it doesn't matter when we played with Pantheon, uh, was that like two weeks ago? Yeah. It'd be like all night and then going out. Cause you know, you try to like network, you try to like hang out, make friends with the bands sure. and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, yeah, I, I want to watch Pantheon A cause they're amazing. But B I'm like, oh yeah. Like I want to like meet people and hang out and whatever. And then I <laughs> go to bed and then get up and Molly would be like, it's six 30. I'm a dog. Like, yes. I'm a dog. You're my mom. You have to get up for me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> so thank you for being here with me today, Talina. Um, where are you on this crazy planet right now? In California, I think? I'm not sure. Yeah, Orange County, California. I mean, that's kind of broad, but like uh, Fullerton, if anybody knows where that is, we're by Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went there then. It means, yes. Like a long time ago. <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to talk to you because I love your energy so much, your vocal energy. I love yeah. your Instagram page, the uh, general like energy. So yeah, I'm super happy to have you on the podcast. Like I Thank said, you. I'm very tired. So my English today is really bad. <laughs> so Don't worry about it. It's better than my French. So <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I like to speak well and today is not the perfect day. But I mean, yeah, that's life. Maybe my hey. sparkling water will help me. It's Saturday. I mean, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I love to do that with all my guests almost. I want to rewind the tape and start with your journey with the ska music. How did you discover ska or music in general? How did you start um, playing? So mm. my parents, uh, specifically really my dad, was very into like two-tone ska. Oh, yeah. So oh. when I was growing up, like that's just what was on in the house. Um, and my mom is really into like pop punk. So she, my mom loves like Green Day is my mom's favorite band. Mm. So um, that was kind of just what we listened to all the time. And my dad also had some like third wave stuff. Like I remember the Goldfinger, he had the Goldfinger CD. I can't remember the name of the album, but it's the one with the chick in the like space suit. Okay. 
And um, he'd be like, you can listen to the first song and that's the only one you're allowed to listen to because the rest of like swear words in it. So like, oh. I just grew up listening to a lot of that. Um, and then I, I went off in a totally different direction. You always do the opposite of like what your parents want you to do. Um, and I started doing like musical theater. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. So I, was, I was doing all that as a kid. I went through a phase where like I only listened to musicals. And then when I got older, I sort of just went back to getting into like normal music. Um, and sort of found my way back to ska through like suburban legends. A lot of my friends were very into them and then Roby mm-hmm. fish. And then it started just like all coming back to me. And I was like, Oh yeah, I, I know this music. Like I know the English beat. I know the specials. I know these things. And so, so sort sud- of all came suddenly your parents were super cool <laughs> again. <Exactly. laughs> no, I know I, my dad's, I'm like, well, I got to give you credit. Like, you know, he's like, Oh yeah. Thanks for like, saying I got you into it. I'm like, well, you did. Like, that's what we were listening to. So um, that and the Manhattan transfer, like jazz music. But so wow. that's sort of how I got into Scott and then into playing it. Um, I was in like a, I guess you call this like a punk pop punk band called Karate in the Garage. And because mm-hmm. there's just, you know, at the time the Scott scene in Orange County was kind of small. Mm-hmm. So everybody kind of played with everybody even though we weren't a ska band per se we had ska influence so they'd be like oh yeah you guys can be on this show um and so then after that i was like i really just want to be in a ska band (laughs) wow and so i got lucky with by me bambi yeah do you think that being in california helped you to take this this path because you know there are a lot of big california bands and There's definitely, like, it is helpful, I guess, with, like, the bigger bands. And you sort of meet people in those bands more because they're going to shows and stuff like that. But, I mean, with the internet, which I think is just so cool, like, you can find people all over the world who love ska, and you can connect with those people. And I think that's really cool. I mean, there's so many amazing ska bands all over the United States. Yeah. There's so many around the world. I mean, True. look, we're, you and I are sitting here having this conversation pre-internet. Like, we probably wouldn't even know each other. But it's yeah. amazing, right? Like, it's yeah, so cool. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> You're so right. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to network and discover great bands. And yeah, you're right. Yeah. So good. And how did you start the band Bite Me Bambi? Uh, so it, it was sort of like this uh, kismet, like, I don't know, like it was just a good time for all of us. So like I had left Karate in the Garage because I wanted to play ska mm-hmm. and um, Starpool, which was the band that like Brian Mashburn and T-Bone Willie were playing in, how was sort of winding down. Oh. Um, you know, some people in that band wanted to do other, other stuff. So um Mashburn and I got together and we were like, Hey, um, well, first he was like, let me help you write some songs. And I was like, Oh yeah, that'd be great. So we're like writing songs together. And then I was like, what if this was just a band? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> then we just started like finding all of the like best people we knew. So, um, you know, he knew T-Bone. So like T-Bone's going to be in the project. And then, um, Kyle O'Donnell was also playing with Starpool, our sax player. So we had him come join. And then um, we had Ryan Brown on bass. He came like through a friend of a friend. I kind of known mm-hmm. Ryan, um, but he totally like, he bought in really early. He was like on board from the get go, oh, nice. which was really nice. Um, 
And then Dan on drums. So Dan, I'd known him just from playing around and he and Mash had played in other projects together. So Dan came in and then Mike Brawl on keys. What's funny about him is there was a time where Mash was like, I don't know if I have time to do this band. What if I write the music and someone else plays the guitar? And so Mike actually auditioned to play guitar and we were... (laughs) And we we're like, well, now Mash is going to be in the band, and he's really a keyboard player, accordion player. I was like, well, you could do that. <laughs> and so then we sort of all, you know, formed together, and and uh, it's been great. So it's it's a pretty recent band, right? You're you're. Yeah, we started in. It's been three years. I think oh. 2019 was when we played our first show, but because of the pandemic, it feels like we haven't been a band that long. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because I was researching and I was like, oh, I thought they, I thought you you had more albums already, but you have like a debut album, uh-huh. uh, EP. Yeah, and then we just released like songs. Yeah, so we're and- working on the second album. So the oh, way we do it is we'll like record and then we release a song with a video for every song on the album. And then at the end, we put it all together yeah. and release the album. That's- so we're actually, we were in the studio this week working on that. That's why I thought you had more albums because you have a lot of music videos. So I was like, oh, and then I realized it was more like singles. And I, I love the, the, I love that, that way to work. I think it's good. So it's like, we have a song, we release it, we do a, a music video, like it's all in. <laughs> yeah. And you know what we found out is I hate to get into like the business part of it because it's kind of like, ugh, but oh, yeah. I get it. part of it is the algorithm like algorithm reward, like you get the same out of, Hey, I just dropped this album versus, Hey, here's the song. Yeah. And so if you can keep the algorithm going, uh, more people end up seeing your, your stuff. I know that sounds like so gross and horrible that we're like, Oh, the almighty algorithm. <laughs> but no, but I think, part of it. I think we need to, to care about those things because everything is on internet. So we have to fight the, the- <laughs> The algorithm a little. I, I understand. No, I, I'm sure you have do the same thing. You know, you have to like yeah, think yeah. about it. And but, but we also have fun with the videos. I really enjoy making them. It's a cool collaborative effort between everybody, and it's it's a good time. You you are uh, you are very talented with acting. Also, I think you have experience with acting. So I totally understand that you probably love to do the videos. Thank you. Yeah, I since I grew up doing theater and then I transitioned to television and film when I was like oh, 15. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's sort of where I started. I actually wish I'd found being in a band earlier at a younger age. I think it would have done a lot oh, yeah. for my self-confidence and oh. uh, helped me make more friends because I was kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I wish I'd found it earlier because I think that's really what I wanted. I just didn't realize it. TV and film can get really monotonous and really difficult and really... Oh, yeah. mm taxing emotionally when people are always rejecting you and telling you you're not good enough. I mean, in a band, if you, if you can play, some bar will let you play and you can express yourself and you can meet people and you know, all that. So I think we don't think about that because all we see is like the person on TV looks so glamour. Oh my God. (laughs) But it's not right. Not all the time. Yeah. There's a lot of rejection, a lot of like, you're too fat, you're too short, you're too Asian. No way. Yeah, you're too skinny. Like, I mean, everything. There's always like, uh, the one I hated the most was you're not Asian enough. No fucking way. Yeah, that's all. And that's what the casting directors say to your managers. And that's what they tell you. Or I'll never forget when, I don't know if, uh, you know, the shows like uh, the channel here in America is called the CW, but they have like Arrow and Supergirl and I don't know, like a lot of those shows. Mm -hmm. 
it's like a lot of young, hot people. Right. And I'll never forget. I lost weight when I became a vegan and my manager said, Oh, you're finally CW hot. We can send you in for those shows now. Like that's the way people do. <laughs> <laughs> no way. That's horrible. That's why I love Scott. Cause it's like, Oh, everybody's just like happy. It's like good vibes. Like, Hey, you're a little weird, so am I. Like, get over here. Let's hang out. Like, I like that much better. It's Let's, much healthier yeah. for me. <laughs> Let's all be weird and skank together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so you're not into acting on TV anymore? Or you no, just... No, I, I kind of went more to focus on music just because it, it just got so, like hard you know just emotionally and i i was really enjoying doing music more anyway so i wanted to put more of my focus on yeah that. i mean I, i never say never like oh maybe one day i'll go oh, i'll go back but you know for now i love doing music yeah and like i said i totally feel a certain acting vibe in your videos like you have very great concepts your expressions are epic and you like you're You dance and some, you, you do like real choreography. Is it a word? Oh, yeah, like, that was a dream yeah. of mine. I wanted to do that so right. bad. But I got to give props to Chris Grau. He directs all of our videos. Um, he comes up with a lot of the concepts, uh, all that. And then uh, Kime, Evan, she, not Evans. <laughs> Sorry, I put two people's names together. But Kime, <laughs> nice. uh, she does all of our choreography. So she's in that. The video, the like that video where we're dancing, um, she's one of the girls in that, and oh. she dances live. Like we do it at our live shows sometimes if it's like a big live show. So um, she's really great. Um, and I called her and I was like, I want to make like a pop dance video, so like a to look like that. She was like, Yeah, I got you. And Chris was like, Yeah, let's do it. Everybody was on board, so it was really fun. Oh, that's great. Oh, I was about to ask you if you were directing your videos. So you, you're not. Oh, God, no. You probably. No, uh, that's all, Chris. I would not know the first thing about <laughs> doing it. So. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. So and there's a lot of colors in your video. I, I really like them. It's amazing. Like that, oh, thanks. Yeah, you released one like a few days ago. For vid yeah, video, video games. Yeah, first on video games. Yeah, we did that in an arcade in L.A. It was pretty fun. Yeah, so it's totally a concept of video game. And, uh, and I love yeah, that. Yeah, that was all Chris, because I would not know how to put people on green screen yeah. and put them in video games. Yeah. I was like, can you do that? It's really good. And I love the keyboard in the song that makes the little effects of video games a little. That's also Chris. So Chris is also known as a Loser is his musical project. And he does like kind of chip tune, ska. Um, he actually did a really great song and a kind of a similar video concept uh, with Aaron Barrett and Scott Kloppenstein from Real Big Fish. Mm -hmm. um, and so he did a song with them that they were all in video games. So after I saw that, I was like, can you make one like that for us? And can you make the the bleep bloop video yeah. game noises? And so he came into the studio. He literally plays it off of a Game Boy. I don't understand how it works. <laughs> I just sat there and was like, okay. Like, <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. I was really like blown away it's really cool <laughs> so cool um okay so uh I, i will because with ska music some bands are writing like feel good lyrics some bands are writing like more serious topics but with a skanking uh, beat so what are your lyrics uh, about uh do you write you write the lyrics probably yeah uh, so Matt, brian mashburn and i write the song most of the songs together Um, and I do a lot of lyrics, but we collaborate. I think it's like a blend, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think at its heart, like ska is like, you know, like a, a pro, I don't want to say protest music, but it was especially two tone. It was people 
uh, of different racial, you know, identities playing together and making a statement just by doing that. Exactly. That was, that was like a big thing. And I think that we can't lose sight of that. We can't lose sight of the fact that we're playing like black Jamaican music. And that music was a lot about like the, you know, not all of it, but some of it was about like gaining independence and like creating identity and things like that. And I think that that's all really important to pay homage to. And then, you know, we get it here in California and we write like party music, but I think there's a place for all of it. So we kind of do a blend. Sometimes it's like this, like we have strippers on a Sunday. That song is so silly and ridiculous. And Mashburn and I wrote it at like two in the morning and we were like laughing our butts off. And we're like, if this is still funny tomorrow, then it can be a real song. We didn't think it would be like, so like there's that because people want to have fun and mm-hmm. then we do more serious songs like our song carried away is about like income inequality in america mm-hmm. so <laughs> you know you, you do a little bit of both um because i think that's important and but you know, yeah it all sounds like we're always having a good time though with that skank and beat right like everyone writes serious lyrics and it sounds like a party song <laughs> yeah but that's that's what i like about ska and that's also why i mo- i love ska i love to see shows like ska shows because of this vibe it's like the world is falling apart but let's gank <laughs> exactly right you have to you have to have a little fun with it but like we're doing a cover of uh lee scratch perry uh police and thieves so that's like a way more serious turn for us we did a cover of that it's getting released soon Uh, with Stay Free Recordings, we got uh, very lucky and we got to work with Lee Scratch Perry before he passed. Uh-huh. He did a remix of one of our songs. So that release will be mm-hmm. the song he remixed uh, of ours. And then we covered Police and Thieves. So that's like a more, that's a very serious song, very serious tone. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, you have you have a blend. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's okay. I mean, sometimes we have to just be silly, like you said. It helps to deal with the serious stuff after that. <laughs> Exactly. Right. And I think the Scott community is really what brings it all together. Like everybody is just so uh, open. And I think that that's a really cool thing. And it's like all over the world. I I've yet to meet like a mean Scott person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also like speaking of serious stuff, uh, I saw that the band, your band have Like you, you did pins with uh, love who you want and support for LGBTQ. Uh, you also gave some uh, proceed to charity. So I love, I love that. It's so yeah. So we like important. to do that. Um, the LGBTQ stuff is close to my heart as I identify as part of the mm-hmm. Rainbow Coalition. Mm-hmm. So I like to we like to give money to our local LGBTQ center here because they do a lot of really good work, and we like to spread that message of you know being open and respecting people and their choices. Yeah. Yeah. And we want people to feel comfortable at our shows. You know, we never want anybody to feel like they're they're othered or they're not a part. So, so we like important. to do that. And it are, I got to give it to our Twitch subscribers because they're the ones who raise the money. Like I just get on there and sing and act like an idiot. And they're the ones doing <laughs> the donating. <laughs> and because of them being so generous, we get we get to make really uh, awesome donations wow. and stuff like that. I love when bands are involved in some cause uh yeah cause and charity and it's like it's the spirit of punk rock to give to other and make space for everyone so i think it's oh yeah definitely so important so and what are you working on these days i think you are recording i i stalked your instagram a little and i saw that you were singing in a studio yesterday or today i don't know 
Yeah, we're recording, I think, what will be the last tracks of the second album. Oh, we yeah. We were working on that this week. Um, it's been a long time coming. Uh, we've been a little busy to get in there, so I'm excited. So we did um, two songs, um, possibly a third. We'll see. But yeah, we're working on that. Uh, we're doing more music videos for those least yeah. scratch releases. So got to get on that one. And then Twitch is a big part of what we do. We stream three times a week. Wow. Uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Sundays. Uh, and they're all different. Sometimes it's music. Sometimes it's just being silly. Sometimes it's playing video games. And so that keeps us very busy. <laughs> Within I'm gonna push right through until the very 
lot of punk rocker and ska ska people on Twitch? Um, there, as far as like performers, there's some, there's not a ton of bands. It's kind of a, a, it's not, it's not easy to like mic everybody and play like full band. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot more of like individual people. So like I'll stream by myself on Sundays or like Ryan and I stream together or whatever. Um, but there's a lot of fans on there and we have a really great community. Scott Kloppenstein from Real Big Fish. He has a really great Twitch channel. So we share a lot of the same fans. So that's fun. Um, that's how we ended up doing the, um, I don't know if anybody saw, but the I, we did a cover of Islands in the Stream, the Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers song, oh. and we like dressed like them. That came from Twitch. Like I said it one time being funny, and then we did it <laughs> for real. Wow. So like that's from Twitch. There's a lot of magic moments on there, but it's really fun. And we build a really cool community of rad people. So yeah, I, well, like, I, I was wondering if I should try to, to, to Twitch a little. <laughs> oh yeah, you totally could. It's really... That's the thing is it seems intimidating because you're like learning a whole new. Yeah, um, that's what scares me. And thing. But and I got to give it again to Chris Grau during the pandemic. He was like, you should be doing this. And mm-hmm. he showed us how to do it. But it's once you get into it, it's really not that hard. Like I stream from my iPhone at home when I'm oh, streaming nice. from here. You just have some lighting. I mean, I sit, I literally sit in this chair and play guitar and oh, you can yeah. see the chat and everything. And it's, it's pretty simple. Well, and yeah, I think people would love to like hear you or even if you streamed like interviews like this, people yeah. would love that. There's a mm-hmm. lot of really cool opportunities. Yeah, we, I should definitely check that. Yeah. I love- if you're ever down our way, you should come on our Twitch stream ah. and we can you, like drink a Smirnoff ice real fast. And, oh. you know. <laughs> Not today. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I don't remember the last time I drank a Smirnoff. I think I was like 16. <laughs> That's how most people are, but it's took on a life of its own in our band, man. We do a lot of Smirnoff ice drink. <laughs> okay, I'll think about that. But uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying no. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, it, but the, hey, that's how we raise money when we do those shows for charity. Oh, okay. People donate. That's when we chug those Smirnoff ice. I mean, we do them all the time. But <laughs> oh, if it's for charity, I might like. I might make it an effort. Funny. We, we played our big yearly show um, in Orange County. We call it the Summer Sizzler. Um, but we played and we told the venue, like, you have to carry Smirnoff ice. And they didn't <laughs> believe us. They were like, who wants that? And we were like, our people do. The Bambinos do. Like, get. So they sent somebody out and they sold out like super fast. They did not no. believe us. And we were like, guys. You gotta, you gotta sell Smirnoff ice at this show. So, like, s- somewhere the Smirnoff CEO is like, oh. <laughs> no, because we tried to get a sponsorship, but because we do oh. icing, which I don't know if you know, yes. are familiar. <laughs> yeah, where you hide it and then you have to. <laughs> they said they don't like their drink being viewed as a punishment, so they wouldn't sponsor us. Good point. Well, but it, it works. I mean, it, it sells. It sells. I'm like, People are buying it. People buying fla- different flavors. That's the thing. I've probably had almost every Smirnoff ice flavor there is at this point. Like, wow, <laughs> something stupid and fun, and uh, everyone has a good time with it. I actually saw one of our fans stayed at another fan's house. Like, he flew from out of town to come to the show, and so he stayed. And like a week later the guy found a Smirnoff ice hidden in his shower that the other guy had left for him. And so he posted a picture of him chugging it in the shower. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. I was like, bravo, bravo Homer for leaving that there for Adrian. Funniest thing ever. Wow. I love this. 
that this is so funny. <laughs> it's so cute that you call the fans the bambinos. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That also started like a life of its own. We have all these like weird inside jokes that start I love that. life of their own. But yeah, everyone's a bambino. And I mean, I got, they're fans, I guess, but they're more friends. I mean, we're all friends, we're all fans, everyone's, the crowd. Yeah, talking about like what they're watching on TV and showing each other pictures of their pets, like on our Discord and everything. Like it's just a fun tonight. There's a show I'm going to the half past two Eichler's We Are the oh, Union show here. Love this band, Orange County, and like all of the Bambinos are meeting up ahead of time at the brewery across the street. Like they're all going to go to the show together. So oh, I, cool. wa I want to be there. I need California right now. I need sun. It's still it's supposed to be spring here in Quebec, but we still have like this amount of snow on the ground. Oh, no, so no. I'm so sick. I mean, it's cloudy here today, but like there's obviously no snow, so not so bad. I, it's, I heard it's going to be in the 90s later this week. I'm pretty. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, and I like uh, Half Past Two. I should interview them eventually, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. they're great. I love Tara. She's real sweet. I mean, yeah, I love Tara. all of them. And one of them is in my band, too. Our drummer is the same. Oh, drummer, so. I didn't know. Okay, good. Oh, that's great. Very incestuous around Orange County, Scott. So yeah. a lot of musician sharing, but... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, a good. Time. That's a big family. I like that. Yeah, we yeah. we because in Quebec we have a small punk rock and ska community, but we I, I always had the idea that in California it's so huge that it's hard to recreate this uh, this community. But I I was totally wrong. Like, yeah, it kind of goes in like waves, you know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people are into it, sometimes not. But the people like for me. I'm always going to play Scott. I love Scott music. If nobody was listening to Scott, I would play Scott. If it's on the radio, I play Scott. And I think that's how it is here. Like, people just love it. It's like the soundtrack of Orange County in a lot of ways. <laughs> so we're always here playing it, whether there's like, you know, Mashburn and T Bone and Mike, you know, they were all back in the scene yeah. here in the 90s, you know, like Mike was in My Superhero and Mash and T Bone were wow. in Say Ferris. So yeah. they always talk about like in the 90s, there'd be a show and like 500 kids would show up on a Tuesday night. And I'd be like, cool. When I first started playing Scott here, like maybe a hundred kids showed up, but we all had a great time. You know? <laughs> like, it just ebbs and flows. So, yeah. Hey, did you read the book uh, from Aaron Carnes in it's called uh, in defense of Scott? I haven't heard, I haven't read it yet, but I, uh, I listened to the podcast a couple times. Oh yeah. But I've heard it's very, very good. It's so good because honestly, I didn't know much about Scott before reading that book. Like I knew like a little of the history, uh, the, the waves and, but I learned so many things in that book. So I recommend everyone to read it. It's yeah. I've heard it's very good. I've just been bad about reading in the pandemic. I'm too busy binge watching oh, TV. Yeah. Oh. Watch, but yeah. <laughs> did I, you see the um uh what's it called pick it up ska in the 90s the documentary the movie no not yet but i should that's a good one too yeah. taylor did a really good job yeah oh that's great that's amazing and i know i'm i because of the phone like i'm always scrolling it's so hard now to to be in a book like and focus <sighs> but i, I know <laughs> i tried to do it like I tried to do it anyway, but it's like, ah, oh, it's hard. <laughs> I know. I tell myself, like, I'm scrolling like, this morning. I was like, I really should read instead of scrolling through Instagram. But I'm like, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you also have to manage your bands. And it's, it's a, it, it, like, oh, we have no, no. to. 
no, no. My friend Jamie does that. I was like, oh, girl, okay. if I pay you, can you make it? She's so much better at it than me. Like, she majored in journalism. She writes amazing, oh. like, captions, funny stuff. She, like, edits graphics. I'm like, can you please just, <laughs> you're so much better at this than me. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so um, I'm like, I can barely manage myself. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I relate to that. <laughs> hey, I saw that you're going to play with the Slackers this summer. Yeah, we're uh, playing with the Slackers up in the Pacific Northwest. We've never been up there. So we're doing Seattle, Portland, um, and I think Salem. For oh. That might be like an event. I'm not sure. But we're playing up there. I'm really excited about that. Uh, I can't say much about it, but we will be going to the East Coast um, oh. of the United States. So I'm excited for that. And I'm thinking maybe a return to the Midwest, hopefully, because we had a really good time there. So, And I'm really excited next month in may uh we're playing with sonron pepera again they're from mexico oh, okay. we played with them when we played with pantheon um but we're doing three dates around southern california with them uh, oh, nice. la riverside and san diego there we yeah. go so oh. i'm really excited for those those shows i think are gonna be a lot of fun. are you gonna cross the border of canada uh, soon i'm hoping soon one day <laughs> i've never been to canada no i would oh. like, love to go I, it, I've, it looks gorgeous and I've heard only great things and I really want to get up there. But you Canada's sh- big though. You gotta yeah. go like one, one or the other, right? <laughs> one place, one one coast or the other. I've been to British Columbia, but I most of the province I didn't visit. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really huge. Yeah, I think I saw more of the, of the US than Canada actually. <laughs> Which yeah, is we're funny. hoping to go international before the pandemic. This is everyone's like sob story. We were on a tour with like a uh, real big fish in the aquabats that got canceled. We were supposed to go to the UK and that got canceled. Australia that got canceled. <laughs> Japan. Oh, all really? that got canceled. And so then now it's still touch and go. Like we've been trying just to get out to Japan. Like we want to do a song with Ori Ska. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just go there and record with. We were trying to like work it out during the pandemic and it didn't work out. And so I'm like, well, maybe if we just went to Japan and just did it. But it's like so hard to like, you have to like quarantine yourself for forever oh, if you yeah. go over there, you know? Oh, it's still. Just, oh, I didn't know it's still uh, yeah, going. Yeah, Japan like still. So that's kind of touch and go. We're hoping to get to the UK mm-hmm. sometime soon. But yeah, I, I think everyone's a little gun shy. I mean, with shows in general, you know, big festivals, everyone's kind of like, Ooh, are we doing this? Are we not doing this? Yeah, I know. It's still a little uncertain times. Yeah. So, but we're hoping that we'll get to do all the dates this year. I'm excited. Um, we've never done, like I said, never been Pacific Northwest, never done the East Coast. So I'm, I'm mm. really excited about that. Yeah. So, okay, cool. So you have uh, some great stuff to look forward to this summer. You have a new album coming. Do you, uh, did you tell me when? Maybe I did. A, do, do you no, know? We don't oh, have a, a release date yet because we're still working on it. But, and I don't know. I, I hope I'm allowed to say, I don't know. I won't say because I'm not sure, but soon we, uh, our release was stay free recording, uh, stay free records will okay. be coming out very soon. Um, that will have our song that we did with Lee Scratch Perry Uh, and our cover of Ooh. Police and Thieves. And they're pressing, like, all I think all these cool, like, color versions and all this stuff, so you can get that from them. Nice. Uh, so we're really excited about that. That was really amazing. And just by chance, we were the last thing Lee Scratch Perry ever did. He died, like, three days oh. later. Yeah. It was upsetting, but it, it was just, like, totally shocking. Because what's crazy is they sent us a video of him mixing the song. And I was like, wow, he looks really good for his age. Like he's, he looks great. 
And then it was literally like the next day, two days later, he passed. We got the word he passed away. Mm. This was really sad. He was like such a legend. So I feel really, I don't know what the right word is, like honor, like blessed. I don't know what the word is, but I just, the fact that we got to work with him is like top five of my life. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, you you still can see that as a beautiful thing that happened that you, that it you can see that as a chance And a blessing. Yeah, I think it's a good one. Yeah, I was, I was really cool. And the fact to even hear that he, he said he liked our song. I was like, oh my God. Ah! <laughs> so that's really cool. So yeah. excited for that. But yeah, we're just keeping busy. Twitch three times a week. We're always there. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of work. Like you, you're very busy. That's great. Yeah, but it's good because you, in this world of like internet and always fighting for attention span, yeah. you know, short attention spans, it's nice to be able to connect with people in a more longer format uh, and more of a real way. I mean, you yeah. do that with this, right? Like it's nice to, you have your Patreon, Twitch and Patreon are kind of similar in that way. Like people can support the artists mm -hmm. that, that they really like. And so I think that's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's sorry. I decided to drive the motorcycle very loudly by my house. Sorry. Oh, it's nice. Sometimes <laughs> I do interviews and there are like three or four snow trucks <laughs> trying to break the ice in the street. So I'm like, well, it's fine. <laughs> right, you're like, hey, I'm trying to do a podcast in here. Yeah, shh. <laughs> no. Good. So, uh, yeah, that's that's fun. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you. Uh, so I was so excited when you asked me. I've been ah! like, you know, creeping on you on Insta for so long. I was really excited when you asked me. So thank you. Oh, uh, you were on my list for a while, but sometimes I, I plan like two months of interviews. Then I'm like, okay, who's next? And then I make another <laughs> list and I reach people. And uh, I really wanted to talk to you. I don't remember how I discovered your band. Were you on the Mabel Syndrome podcast at some point? No. Or maybe um, they promoted, They, I think they promoted the band. Yeah, I think so. Or maybe through Scott Punk Daily, a lot of people oh, discovered probably. it. Oh, probably. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. like, who is this? Why are these girls dancing? <laughs> Oh, that's great. So let me know about if you're coming to Quebec, to Canada, oh, to play. That would be awesome. We could Twitch stream from there and you could, we could do oh, the yeah. Twitch up there. Yeah. That would be cool. Good. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 before we go, um, I think you have another project, right? Like Unicorn Injection? <laughs> yeah. That, what? We want to call it a project. No, Unicorn Injection is like softball league. Like, it's just something that my friends and I do for fun. We haven't played in like three years because like, oh. you know, our bass players had like two kids and whatever. But it's just something fun to do. We get like totally drunk and just be <laughs> stupid and wear glitter and tutus and like be crazy. Yeah, okay. and so it's a lot of fun. But yeah, it's all, all my uh, all my really good friends who are badass women musicians. So yeah, I saw that. Great. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> yeah, so it's more like a fun things with your friends, like a. Yeah, we always laugh. We're like, <laughs> when people ask us about it, we're like, oh yeah, that thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, I started that kind of project with two friends like four years ago. We were playing covers of pop rock, uh, very popular song in Quebec, like in the nineties. <laughs> Red. like we had some I, I i might send you a link after the interview of, please do like it's epic very epic bands songs but 
specifically in Quebec. So they, they were singing in French. And so we started that. We never played show. Uh, no, that's not true. We played like two shows for friends, but like it was just so much fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Please send me. Yeah. Yeah. Unicorn injection songs are all about like, uh, like weirdly kind of poking at like girl stuff. Like we have a song, I mean, there's songs about love and heartbreak, but then like we have a song about how like at the time, none of our boyfriends would have a threesome with us, with uh, us and another guy, <laughs> like just like stupid stuff like that. Like, <laughs> I want to know more write- about that. <laughs> Yeah, we just write like dumb songs like that. And it's like really fun. The best compliment I say we ever got was when we played a show and this guy came up after to the merch table. He bought a shirt and he goes, you know, this was funnier than I expected. And my friend Karen looked at me and she goes, Unicorn Injection, Surprising Men's 2015. (laughs) It's like, that's us. Like, it's just funny. But yeah, my friend Karen's, she's from Chase Long Beach. I don't know if you're familiar with that ska band, but. Um, yeah, Karen's in it, and my friend Ashley from Undercover Monsters, and my friend Brittany from The Stupid Daikini. So it's just stupid. It's a fish. I'm hoping we can do good. it again soon, but we've just all been so busy. Mm, yeah, it's a, it's kind of a feel good project with friends, and it's just yeah, no, everyone needs that, right? Yeah, Sometimes. no pressure, no deadlines, just pure exactly. fun. Yeah, we always joke that we like it better when no one shows up to our shows because then we can just do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it means that it's very authentic like it's just so authentic oh yeah if you consider doing a bunch of jello shots and then playing some punk rock authentic there that's what it is <laughs> authentic fun yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, before we go do you have any punk uh for us like for recommendation that i could add on the pod, on the episode of local bands yeah. i would love i mean a lot of people know that but i'd love to shout out pantheon rococo and their new album ofrenda it's so good and they're legends they've been around for i think what was it, just their like 25th anniversary like mm. and they sold out these like huge soccer stadiums in Mexico. They're so good. And I just felt so blessed to be able to play with them. It was so cool. A friend is amazing. Go check it out. It's one of my all time favorite albums. It's awesome. Wow. Okay, cool. I'll check that. I don't know. I don't know them. So I definitely will. Thank you, Talina. That was amazing. This was so fun. It was so nice to finally meet you. And you cured my hangover. I feel much better. Like this chat and this drink. (laughs) Like this, oops, this sparkling water just cured me. So I think I, I, I will probably clean the apartment now. I think I don't have wow. any, I don't have You're so choice. like, I'm on a Saturday, I'm like, how do I just sit around and do nothing? But I have to work on one of our songs that we're recording. Yeah. Oh, have fun with this. I can't wait to see the result. Yeah, thanks. Good. So this was a- so great. Yeah. Uh, have a great day and thank you. And the episode will be released on... Monday. Okay, already. awesome. I'll promote it. Can, I, can I put like a post that I was on today? Like, yeah. On, like, Instagram? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's wait. I'll, I'll take it. Are we going to do that? Siempre me traiciona la razón y me domina el corazón. No sé luchar contra el amor. Siempre me voy a enamorar de quien de mí no se enamora. Por eso que mi alma llora Y ya no puedo más 
esta misma historia Y ya no puedo más, más, no, ya no puedo más Estoy harto de rodar como una noria Vivir así es morir de amor Y por amor tengo el alma herida Por amor no quiero más vida que su vida Melancolía Vivir así es morir de amor Soy mendigo de sus Podera de mi ser, mi serenidad se vuelve locura y me llena de amargura. Siempre me voy a enamorar de quien de mí no se enamora. No, no, no. Es por eso que mi alma llora y ya no puedo más, ya no puedo más. Siempre se repite la Estoy harto de rodar como una noria Until then, punk your life and see you next week.